What up, yo? Welcome in. Welcome to the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show with your host, me, Mark Shanup. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd. Today's going to be the week one waiver wire show. Guess what that means? Are you ready for some I know I am. Oh, I can't wait for football. Thursday night, we got the Green Bay Packers playing the Chicago Bears, kicking it off. Oh, I'm so pumped, so excited. Football's finally back. Finally something to do on Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays. And just, yes, football is back. Feels right. Real quick, I want to kind of give a PSA, a public service announcement. When I'm talking about players and leagues and stuff like that, or, or settings, I'm speaking about half-point um, settings. So when I'm talking about like rankings and certain players that I prefer to start over that, we're not talking standard, we're not talking full full point, we're talking half point. So just so that everybody understands, we're all on the same page. When I'm comparing a running back to a receiver, we're speaking in the half point uh, league settings. And then I just want to make a quick little statement. I don't don't overthink your decisions this week. You drafted your players for a reason. Trust your gut. Trust yourself. Stick with them. Start your studs. Don't gra- don't try to get too cute this uh, you know week one. Okay. Real quick, last chance. This is the last week. This Sunday is the drawing for the knockout giveaway. Last chance to win a signed Michael Thomas jersey. Make sure you get your entries in. Go to the website fantasyknockout.com. Click on that giveaway tab. Submit your entries, get those in. One lucky winner is going to win this amazing, great-looking signed jersey by Michael Thomas. Can't wait to give that away to a lucky winner. So make sure you get your entries into that. We got a lot of news to talk about, so let's get into it. News with views. All right, to start it off, running back LaShawn McCoy of the Buffalo Bills. He was released on Saturday morning, but wait, then he quickly signed with the Kansas City Chiefs that late Saturday night. They gave him a one-year, $4 million deal. There's a lot of implications there because uh, we're talking Devin Singletary gets a bump from, you know, the rookie running back there in Buffalo because you got Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon there that, yeah, they're going to probably be the main main um, combo or main running back by committee there, but Singletary does get a bump. They do like what they see in him enough to release McCoy. And then there's going to be a ton of fantasy implications in Kansas City with him, with McCoy being there now. Again, head coach Andy Reid, um, you know, they were there in Philly together, and so now he's back. If you want to look at some of the fine print, McCoy's actually getting paid more than Damian Williams is. So he's going to eat into a lot of Williams. So I know I have Williams in a couple leagues. I had his. I liked Williams a lot. I like that Kansas City running back position. Um, I still think Williams is going to get his own. McCoy, they're just going to split. It's going to be a headache now to own um, McCoy or Williams. So let's move on. We got wide receiver Kenny Stills of the Miami Dolphins. He was involved in a trade with the Houston Texans. So Houston now acquires Stills. They also acquire left tackle Laramie Tunsil. They get a fourth-round pick in exchange for two first-round picks, a second-round pick, 
Defensive back, Johnson Bidemosi. And offensive tackle, Julian Davenport. So Houston was involved in a lot of trades. Also, they also traded for running back Carlos Hyde. He went from Kansas City. He's now in Houston. And they exchanged uh, for an offensive guard, Martin Rankin. Or Martinez Rankin, yes. Um, So Houston was wheeling and dealing this weekend. Um, You know, Kenny Stills is going to be behind. He's going to be like the fourth receiver there. So not too much fantasy implications with Stills. But Houston definitely gets a huge upgrade in left tackle. Laramie Tunsil, that's really, really good. Basically, Miami's just selling the team. They're going for, uh, they're just trying to acquire as many draft picks right now. They're going to definitely get their quarterback of their future next year if they don't have the first round pick overall. They'll have enough picks to trade up and get exactly what they want. So now Hyde is in Houston. So he's going to kind of, he's going to be a headache with Duke Johnson. You know, I believe that they'll. They'll share. I mean, Bill O'Brien, last year he gave um, Alfred Blue like 170 carries. So imagine the same for Hyde. You know, I'm not excited about Hyde at all. He To me, he's just a jag. He's a, just another guy. Nothing special. You know, it's what? Was this his fifth team in like three years? So, you know, nothing special with Carlos Hyde. Um, let's move on. We got running back Melvin Gordon of the Los Angeles Chargers. So he was granted permission to seek a trade. And then he also came out and said that he will not report for week one. So he's got that out tag. You can move him into your IR spot if you got that on your bench. Um, Gordon basically is going to, he wants to play for another team or he's not, <laughs> basically he's not going to play for the Chargers. Um, he's going to miss the as many games as he can for them. Um, so I'm expecting him to hold out nine plus games um, unless some team makes a, a miraculous trade for him which I don't see happening anytime soon so don't expect much from the Melvin Gordon uh, next we got wide receiver AJ Green of the Cincinnati Bengals so his coach Zach Taylor confirmed Green with his ankle is not a candidate for injured reserve so this is good news they're kind of expecting him back about week three um, personally I'd like to see them Wait, don't rush Green back because he's always had these nagging foot injuries that just derail his success. Um, I want to see Green Green come back healthy. I want to see him dominate. So personally, I would like to see them hold him out to like week five, six or something like that. Just make sure he's 100% back. Don't, don't try to get him back too early where he's going to aggravate it. And then it's going to be a nagging, lingering inju- injury all, all season long. So... So as of right now, Green, you can put him on your IR spot too if you have those. Um, tight end, I'm going to hit a couple things real quick. Tight end, Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins. He's in the concussion protocol, so if you drafted him to start this week one, know that. Uh, wide receiver, Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. He practiced Monday, and he's good to go for week one, so that's good news. He was battling with the plantar fasciitis. Running back Jarek McKinnon of the San Francisco 49ers. He was placed on injured reserve with his knee. So he's done. His season's over. So go ahead and release him if you have him on any of your teams as a stash. Running back Theo Riddick of the Denver Broncos. 
He was just placed on injured reserve with a fractured shoulder, so he's gone. Running back Kenneth Dixon of the Baltimore Ravens, he was placed on IR as well. An undisclosed injury. That's big news because I thought if he got released, he would be picked up somewhere. But he's, you know, that's just a bummer. Very talented guy. Um, Not going to play this year. Probably not going to (laughs) play. That's probably it for him. So uh, quarterback Jacoby Brissett of the Indianapolis Colts. He signed a two-year, $30 million extension. Good for Jacoby. Um, You know, with luck retiring, he's going to be the guy there in, in Indy now. So. They, they've seen enough that they trust him and they want him to be the, the guy going forward. So good for him. Wide receiver, Nikhil Harry of the New England Patriots. He was placed on IR as well with his ankle injury. So we're not going to see anything from him this year. That's a bummer. I think his talent is really a talented receiver. And then the last running back, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. He is ready to go for week one against the Browns. He shed his walking boot. So that's good news for Henry. All right, you can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout and also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Main event. So real quick, we're going to have the Thursday night. That's the Green Bay Chicago game. Um, just giving you a quick overview of that. Right now, Chicago is favored. They're favored by three points, which means it's going to be a pretty close game. Chicago's got a great defense. I'd go ahead and start that defense if you drafted them. Um, you're going to start. Uh, you're going to probably going to start David Montgomery in your flex, or if he's your RB two, you'll roll with him. Uh, you got Allen Robinson. You can definitely start him in a flex. And then on the Green Bay side, you got Rodgers and Adams. You're going to start those guys, but just know, don't expect much because. Chicago does play good, solid defense. Um, but you're going to start your Aaron Jones. Um, you know, if you got a better tight end other than Jimmy Graham, please start them over him. Not a fan of Jimmy Graham this year, unless he comes out and shows and proves me something, you know, this first week. But, uh, you know, your main studs from those teams, you're going to go ahead and start those. Don't hesitate. Don't try to get too cute with those. But also want to just give a quick announcement. Uh, if you're starting any of those guys in your flex, move them out of your flex. On a Thursday night game, don't put any players in your flex spot. You want to keep that that position on your on your roster open. Move them into the normal position. So if you got a receiver in your flex spot, move them up to the receiver. Because guess what? If they're in your flex and something happens to you, one of your studs during a practice, you don't have the flexibility to maneuver and put somebody else in. It's just one little tip or trick that's gonna help you. You're gonna you're gonna thank me for this tip and trick later on in the year. Uh, you know, one of these days, one of these weeks, you're just gonna be like, oh my gosh, it saved me, and I got to play a better player than I was forced to. You know, whatever. So, anyways, let's talk some waiver wires. We're gonna talk. I know it's week one there, so there's not much to be adding. There's you know, rosters are pretty much set. Basically, I'm going to go over some players that um, want to kind of stash or any quick pickups. Anybody, just check your waiver wires. Just see if some of these guys are out there. A lot of them are already going to be owned. We've been talking about them already um, this, you know, off season. So let's talk, let's talk wide receivers real quick. So Tyrell Williams of the Oakland Raiders, he's about 38% owned. 
you know, you can pick him up if you need need a quick uh, receiver. I also like Jamison Crowder, Michael Gallup. I like a lot, and then Albert Wilson. He's uh, he's about six percent owned. He's a stash. I'm picking him up just because with Dills gone and it's Fitzpatrick, he's gonna throw the ball a ton down there. You know, if Wilson all of a sudden hits, I think there's could be something special there. So I mean, again, we're not starting any of these people in our positions. We're just throwing them on there on the bench if you have something special. Or if you have uh, an extra bench spot. But let's talk about running backs. So Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers, he should be owned because Gordon's holding out. He's about 89% owned right now, so I know he's most likely drafted. But just double-check in case he slipped through. Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, with Zeke holding out, Pollard's about 70% owned. Double-check. See if he's out there. Because if Zeke misses week one, you got a starting running back you can play. Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. 71% 71% owned. Double check, again, because McCoy just got released this weekend. Check to see if he's out there. If someone dropped LaShawn McCoy, he's about 68% owned. You know, he's the Kansas City running back. And then also Deion Lewis for uh, like a a lower stash. Deion Lewis, the Tennessee Titans. He's about 50% owned right now. You know, Derrick Henry just shed his walking boot. If something happens, if he aggravates it in a practice before week one, uh, before Sunday's game, Lewis is going to be in a, he's going to receive a ton of carries, a ton of targets. So, you know, these are just things to think about, Um, you know, quick stashes. You're not looking for, you're not looking for an Adrian Peterson to stash because he doesn't have much upside. You want to find guys like a Jalen Samuels, um, you know, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Um, Justice Hill of the Baltimore Ravens. If all of a sudden he comes out and he has a monster game with the receiving and just the quick scat back that he is, you know, these guys are the guys that could be the league, <laughs> league winners, could be the league winners. Um, you know, like last year, it was James Conner with Bell holding out. James Conner, he saved a lot of people's seasons because, you know, he was free. They basically picked him up before. So check your waiver wires, comb through those, look through those, see if there's anybody that's just standing out. Make those roster moves roster adjustments that you need to okay um let's talk some streamers real quick so we're gonna talk some quarterbacks and some defenses in case uh you didn't draft or you drafted somebody that you don't love or you waited really really late for these we got some some guys you could pick up and play this week uh real quick i'm going to talk about one tight end jack doyle of the indianapolis colts he's about 35 percent owned right now if you need a tight end to start, if you waited and you have nobody, um, pick him up. He had a nice rapport with Jacoby Brissett. They're going against the Chargers this week. He had a nice rapport with him last year. Uh, quite a bit of, I think it was like 70 targets if I remember off the top of my head. Um, you know, he, he's a flyer. You're basically hoping that he catches a couple balls, gets enough yards, maybe gets in the end zone. Um, you know, we're not expecting much, but we're just, we're, we're, we're hoping for upside there. All right, so we'll talk some quarterbacks real quick. So the guy I like the most right now is Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. If he's available, pick him up, start him, start him with confidence. Um, Dallas is playing the Giants, but Dallas is at home. They're favored by six and a half points. If there is no Zeke, he's got Pollard, who is a great pass catching option. He's got a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. There's no more boring Linehan there. 
I have a feeling that uh, Moore's going to want to open this up with Cooper and Gallup and kind of prove, and same with Dak and Cooper. They're going to want to get paid, so why don't I, I bet you Dak just goes to Cooper and like, hey, let's make some noise, let's get some, let's show people what we can do, and let's put up a ton of points. I mean, again, it, they're at home too, so I like I like Prescott a lot. Um, my next guy, Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's at home. He's got a new head coach and Bruce Arians who likes to air it out. The Bucks are going against the Niners. Um, you know, the Niners are favored by one. I, I see a lot of back and forth. San Francisco does not have a good defense, and Tampa Bay doesn't have a good defense at all. So I should I see it being a high-scoring matchup, back and forth. Uh, Jameis should be doing pretty well. He's got a lot of great options in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard. So I like Winston as well. And then also my last guy, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. If he's out there, if he's on waivers, please pick him up, stash him on your bench. You're going to like him. Feel free to start him this week. He's got such a safe floor. He hits Miami week one. Dolphins just showed that they're not playing. They're the... The Dolphins just showed that they're playing for the future. They're not playing this season. Again, great floor with his rushing. He's going to run 50 to 60-plus yards. That's basically a touchdown, right? So he gets a touchdown on the ground. He's going to throw for about 200 yards. He's going to throw for one or two touchdowns. If he runs all those yards, if he runs one in, even great. With all those rushing yards, that's another touchdown, like I was saying. So he's just got this nice floor. He's he was. I don't think he scored less than 15 points um, last year, and I know he averaged like about 18 points last year. So Jackson is he's a nice start. I like him a lot. Again, if he's out there, stash him on your waivers. He's going to be a solid quarterback this year. He's, all right, let's talk some defenses real quick. Um, so we're going to talk the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at home, which to me is a huge plus. Anytime a defense is at home, they get a bump up. They get, they're going against a new quarterback in Case Keenum. It's a brand new team with him for the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are also missing their left tackle, Trent Williams. He's holding out. That's you know That just seems like a juicy matchup. Philadelphia is going to be a lot better. I think they're over the Super Bowl hangover. They're going to be hungry, and they they got a good team. So The other one, we got Seattle Seahawks. They're also at home. They're going up against Cincinnati. Who's got a new coach and Zach Taylor, new system. It's Andy Dalton. There's no AJ Green. Their left tackle, Cordy Glenn, he's in the concussion protocol. The Seahawks just acquired Jadavion Clowney. So, and they're saying he's he's gonna play this week one. So they beefed up their defensive line. I could see a lot of sacks going on in that game. And again, Seattle's at home. They got the 12th man. Like Seattle as well. So if they're available, pick them up. And then a team that might not be quite his own, the Dallas Cowboys. I know I sound like a Dallas homer. I'm not. But the Dallas Cowboys have a nice matchup. They're also at home against the Giants, this lackluster offense. All they got to do is stop Saquon Barkley. The Giants held people under 21 points a game last year. There's no Odell Beckham. There's no Golden Tate there in New York. Um, they Again, they had a solid defense. They also have a nice couple matchups. Dallas goes up against uh, the Giants week one and then Washington and Miami. So they got a nice, nice three-game stretch. So if you pick them up and play them, you can hold on to them for a week or two. Um, 
So yeah, just want to say thank you for listening to the show. Let's kind of kind of wrap it up. Next show we got the week one starting sits. We'll kind of break down some matchups, see who to start over who. We'll talk about what players that I prefer in the flex. Give you an idea of who to start in your flex if you're battling questions of do I start this receiver over this running back and stuff like that. So pretty exciting. I know I'm pumped. I can't wait for week one. Good luck with your matchups. I hope you guys all enjoy this, uh, the Green Bay Chicago game. I know I'll be watching it that Thursday night. So thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. It really helps out the show. All right. Till next time, goodbye.